If you want the best coverage from the farm system to the front office, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast, now on the Dub Network. Here are your hosts, Jeff and John. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. This is episode number 97, and today, Travis Jankowski is going to join us from Cleveland, where the Rangers have just finished a sweep of the Toronto Blue Jays, and they've headed down to Cleveland. Hey, look, last week, we said it was worse. The week before, I said it was bad. Yeah. But you know what? I, we've had we've had bad injury. We have, It looks like we've lost Scherzer for the year. Yeah. Um, and this team played like they played the first of the year. The good at bats, they... they they pass the torch. What do you call it? Pass the baton. Pass the baton. Um, yeah. Look, I, we still don't know where this thing. They could slide in any moment um, doing that. But I, yeah. I tell you what, they're playing the kind of baseball we saw them play the first year. Yeah, you know, it, 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 it's true. It's true. It's true. When you get to September 1st and things look crappy, even September 7th and things look bad, there's still time. Yeah. You know, it's a full month of games. Uh, you saw what happened to the Rangers in the course of three weeks. You saw what happened in the West. The Mariners got hot. The, Mar- the, the Rangers went ice cold. Everything got got jumbled up and switched around from what it had been all season. But now we're kind of into, let's say, the next three weeks or in, in the first week of the next three weeks. And uh, everything's come up Rangers. You yeah. Know? I mean, it, it, it really is. This The series that they just finished um, – I guess it, Toronto. This it, was a good it, team. It, feel, it feels like it came out of nowhere – and it and it probably did, you know. The Rangers had won two games uh, to end the homestand, beating the the awful A's. Um, but you're still like, all right, that's the A's. They should be beating the A's. This is Toronto. This is on the road where the Rangers have had some troubles. Um, and gosh, it was it was it was really it was top top to bottom. Everybody on the team contributed. I mean, Jonathan Hernandez contributed. Uh, our, they poured our, it our, on too. Yeah, our guest tonight, Travis Jankowski, or today, Travis Jankowski, he contributed. It, it was everybody on the team, and um, you know that's six straight wins. Yeah, at a very timely t- part of the year, they went from a game and a half back of Toronto for the third wild card, and now they're a game up with of the at, Mariners uh, of the Mariners who are third. And the Rangers now have the second wild card. They're two and they're, a half up on Toronto yeah, now. They're a half game back. Of the, of, the uh, of the Astros in the West, and and really, I mean, you know, just the way the playoffs are structured now, you, the division winner, gets gets the gets the advantage, and if if the Rangers can can win the division and be one of the top two seeds, they'd get a bye. They won't have to fart around with the, the wild card. And if they are the wild card, well, depending on where they fall, if they're the six, they play the three, who would be the Twins. If they're the five, they'd play the the four, which is going to be the Rays or the Orioles, and that's close too. So. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, honestly, a lot of good it, baseball to watch right now. Yeah. But in a, in a, in one, in one week of a baseball season, so much can happen. The Rangers have, have changed dramatically. You know, they're standing in the position they're in the, in the, they're standing in the standings. They're, they're playing so, so well, they lost our, you know, their, their best starting pitcher, the savior from, from the trade deadline. Uh, but Josh Young is going to be back and Dolce yeah. Garcia is going to come back. So, I mean, a lot of things have come up Rangers here, and um, that's not to say it could change overnight because sure. it could, yep. you know. But, um, man, so let's, let's I, touch I wasn't them. expecting to have this conversation. I wasn't either. I, I, I really was kind of praying for, 
you know, a split and maybe get three games out of Toronto is what you were hoping to keep yourself in it. That's yeah. kind of what you were thinking. Keep yourself in it. Get a split. Don't let them run away with it. Yeah. Keep a split and, and do it. They, they've, they've won six straight games. That's amazing what they've done. They're going to probably run into some more things where they lose two out of three to somebody or lose right. series, and right. that's going to happen. Got to play Seattle, what, seven out of the last nine games? Seven something out of the like last that. ten, yeah. Something like that. Um, but let's touch on some things. So what's the rotation now? If you're going into playoffs now, your rotation starts with – what it's going to start with Uvalde if he's Uvalde, yeah, you know, Gray. He, <clears throat> no, you know, Montgomery's been really well Mon- too. Yeah, Evaldi, Montgomery, Gray would be uh, the 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 top three. You can you can get away with three maybe for the division series. Um, if you're going to have a fourth, that's where it kind of gets interesting. You know, do you want to? Well, yeah, I would say that Dane Dunning would probably be the the fourth yeah. guy. Um, they just you know the the three lefties. Honestly, out of the three lefties, I think they probably have the most faith in. Cody Bradford. I've right got now. about to say, and and he, he was great last night. Yeah, I mean he he you know he he struck out he struck out the side in his 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 first inning. Um, I don't remember what he did. Anyway, he's one he, guy. But he, he, does, he does it with a ninety-one mile per hour fastball. Yeah, you know, there's some deception in there. Obviously, there's command. He's he's long and lanky, so there's the ball some moves too a little bit. But it's just you know it's it's. Kind of refreshing to see, you know, if you hit your spots and change speeds, you're gonna you're gonna have success. And anyway, I, I would think though that because he, he pitched get... yesterday, I think that they're probably leaning Andrew Heaney for, for the, the start. start on Sunday. Yeah, um, there's an off day next Thursday that could that could alter things around and reset this st- and reset um, it all. Yeah. I, just, I just think that um, is there a chance Scherzer comes back for playoffs? I mean, I think if they make a deep run, there's a chance the. They're going to evaluate him in two weeks. Um, this isn't anything surgery they're worried about. No it's surgery. More, it's just rest. It, it's it's rest and, and recover. And, you know, maybe two weeks of rest. He can start throwing again, light light catch. Maybe he can build up to a couple innings. Um, but hey, you go with him. If he if he says, you know what, I can give you two innings a night <laughs> or whatever, that's a playoff roster guy. Well, and he, you know, he said um, to the reporters who were in Toronto, he said, I have no regrets about going back out for the sixth. I was feeling fine. I was doing fine, and this just happened. Yeah, because <clears throat> because yeah, we knew we had the forearm tightness, and there's been some second guessing, like, well, what if you shut him down? Does uh, you know if you'd shut him down two weeks ago or a week ago? Does this happen? Maybe, maybe not. But a the doctors said there was no injury to the forearm. It was just <clears throat> you know resting it, and, and, and the MRI showed and nothing more there than was no structural. They didn't even take an image because they didn't think there was anything there. So. Um, but they took it on the. They the took tri- it on the triceps, yeah. And what um, is it? It's a terrace major, which is um, apparently it's in the shoulder, no doubt. But it's like up, up where is it a strain? Everything, uh, yeah, they call it a strain, okay. low grade strain. But it's it's where everything comes together. So uh, up here is where uh, the triceps starts, and the terrace major is there, the labrum's there. I think the lat is also here. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in this little area. And so that's why they called it tricep soreness because that's kind of where he thought it was. That's what he said. He, he felt did, the tricep. Yeah, yeah he, but it was actually something else. But regardless, you know, it's it's an injury that, that it takes guys rest. have. Uh, and it takes it, rest and to it heal. it takes rest to heal it. You don't need to have surgery. Jerks and Profar had it. And there's also a terrace. Uh, there's a terrace major. I think there's a terrace minor also. So, right. Anyway, um, you just you just need to rest, and and if he can rest for two weeks and goes out and throws the ball and is like, hey, this feels great, then maybe they slowly build him up. Maybe if they make the 
championship series. Maybe he can be available for two innings out of the bullpen. Um, I don't think he can get built back up to be a starter. Though. I don't think so either. <laughs> I, and why would you do that? Because um, you're going to have to go through the first part of the playoffs anyway without him. Um, and and but but if that's an arm that can come out in a crucial game and give you an inning, he he wants to do that. He yeah. wants to help this team as sure. long as he's not going to get injured. Well, and the important thing is he doesn't have to have surgery. He's going to be ready for spring training next year. Yep. You know, and he'll the, the 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 great part of the deal was that he is available for next year too. I mean, right. he exercised his his player option. The Mets picked up a ton of it, so you're getting uh, Max Scherzer basically for $16 million next year. And, right. and that could be really, really good, especially since you don't have Jacob DeGrom for most of the year. For most of the year, right. Yeah. Got to talk about Evan Carter, who's <laughs> held his own. Yeah, he Well, he has. keeps getting on base. Walked twice last time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just looks good at the plate. Doesn't look overmatched. Right. Um, it, it looks well, and, and I'm proud of him. We got, we saw him that opening day, well, his first day there. Yeah. He was very excited. It was really neat to talk to him. It had a lot of family. We saw his family down there afterwards. Yeah. But uh, he's done well. Really, really looked good. Yeah, you know, um, I, I think the walks are uh, – indicative of the kind of guy that you have that you're dealing with. I mean, yeah, a lot of young guys might be up there trying to expand and trying to do something, uh, but he hasn't done that. I mean, he takes his walks. He he has a better eye, I think, than the umpires. Uh, he, he did you know, in there, a couple of them. There was in a bat last night. I think he ended up grounding out. But um, Yep, I know what one you're talking about, that outside pitch. That there, were, there were four – the first – after four pitches, the pitcher had thrown only one strike, and yet it was a it was a one two count. Yeah, and and Carter was fighting to stay alive. So it's uh, it's it is it is good to see, and it's not just you know he's throwing out runners. Uh, yeah. from yeah. the outfield, he has gone first to third. You know, he's super fast. He's stolen bases. I mean, yep. he's looking like um, he's not. As advertised. Yeah, as advertised, but not overwhelmed by the situation that he's in. I mean, he'd never been to Toronto. He's never been to Cleveland. Right. You know, this is all this is all new to him. You know, the, you know, he's had some He's probably, never traveled like this for baseball. Yeah, he's probably had some late night bus rides, but you know, the you know, they got it the team got into Cleveland last night at about two and um so I, I would think that um there's there's some new stuff, but he's able to process it all, stay within his approach and um do do Good things. You yep. Know, walks, walks are huge. And, yep. You know, walks help. Walks help, as good uh, as help, a single. Help, help the team see pitches. It helps the you know wear down the pitcher. Yep. I mean the and and he he's that's one of his calling cards is his ability to command the strike zone. And then you know when he does get a strike, he puts a good swing on. It. He's hit his home his first home run. So it's it's all been very very good. Now it's not. Uh, it's not Corey Seager good. No. <laughs> but, but well, let's be honest. There's not anyone in the American League that's Corey Seager good, except maybe everyone likes to talk about Otani, but, you know, he's, he's – Otani's down, not as good a hitter as Corey Seager. No, he's not. He's got more power than Corey Seager. Yeah. Hits the ball 800 feet when he connects and does put a good at bats. But Corey Seager, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You worth know, every penny and maybe more. Well, just, you know, he's missed, he missed 40 games because of injury. 31, and, 31 the first time, 9 the second time. He has uh, 40 doubles. Right. He has as many doubles as games missed, which is a huge, you know, for somebody who's missed 40, that's a, that's a big number. He's over 30 home runs. He's going to, you know, his career high is 33 that he set last year. It looks like he's going to uh, shoot past that. Uh, he's he's hitting 346, 347, 345, <laughs> somewhere in there. He's he's going to win the batting title. Um, it's It's just – he might be in the Pretty home run remarkable. chase if he had played those forty games. I don't know that he would be up there with them, but he'd be yeah. close. Yeah, you know, and and 
what what Shohei Otani does is 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 great. There, there's no doubt about it. Um, with the pitching and the the hitting, the the home runs, and you know the the most still the most shocking thing to me about Otani is how fast he is. Um, yes, he runs. He glides. Yeah, he's, God, he's, he can fly. Um, but right right now, Corey Seager is the best player in the American League. I mean, Otani is not pitching. Right. He's not. Is he even playing? I know he had the oblique deal. I don't know if he's come back from that. But he was in the lineup. I believe uh, yesterday. But if, but if you take away the pitching aspect from Otani, which right now he's not pitching, he's a DH. He's he's a designated hitter. Doesn't play defense. Still a great hitter and an amazing you know, threat at the plate. But my gosh, Corey Corey Seager. You know, and Seager's defense has been has been excellent this year. Yes, he, he may not make plays that other shortstops make, but he makes the plays that he's supposed to make. Exactly. And uh, he's had one error in. Like that one ball that he missed, and yeah. the, the runner kind of obstructed for a second, but still, Corey Seager doesn't miss those balls normally. Yeah, he's, he's, you know, that was during the bad stretch, and he had yeah, that one right, blunder. Right, right. You know, and it was, it was probably highlighted because he hadn't made one in so long. It was. You know, My, Michael Young won a Golden Glove in in two thousand eight at shortstop, and you know, people did not think Michael Young was a very good shortstop. But if the ball was hit within Michael Young's range, he was going to make the play exactly, and. If you're a manager, and you know Ron Washington said this, they've all said this. Make the play, get the outs you're supposed to get exactly, and and that helps your pitcher so much when you're not giving extra outs. And Corey Seager, he did have a rough defensive year last year, but this year he's been really, really good, and uh, uh, it's it's been a really good all around season for I mean, a great all around season for him. But um, yeah, if he, had, if he is not hurt, he's. He might be leading the league in everything. I know, and, and and just the opposite of that can happen to a guy that has a lot of range, like Elvis used to have, where he would get to most balls, but sometimes people would think his defense was wrong, but he was getting to things that yeah. most shortstops don't get to, right. and it plays right. against you sometimes. Sure. But Corey, Corey's range is fine, but it's not elite. He doesn't get to every ball that some yeah. of these young guys do. But, man, he is so smooth. It's fun to watch him. When he, when he gets a ground ball that he gets to – you know there's an out. Yeah. He yeah. he just looks so smooth at how he throws. He throws on the run with these. He throws yeah. these, you know, all of that. And uh, it's just smooth to watch. Yeah, and he's a, he's a big guy. He's 6'3". You know, he is big. He's big, and he may, he may end up eventually going to another position. But right now, um, when you look at the Rangers and wonder about their weaknesses, defense at shortstop's not one of them. Not at all. Yeah. Nope. And I know people have talked about he's going to change positions at some point. That's not – that's not within the next year or so. I mean, no, he's he's no. where he is for now. Eventually, yeah, maybe he is a third baseman or slides over or something like that. But good lord, he's doing his job. Well, you know, and and, and what pushed Michael Young off of shortstop was Elvis Andrus. The, the Rangers felt they had an, an, a defensive upgrade and somebody who would help the team. With with Acuna traded, yeah, you know, I, I don't know, and and so JC traded, yeah, I, I don't know that the that there's a shortstop knocking on the door. I mean, Jonathan Ornelas is a great defensive player, but but he's, he doesn't hit. He doesn't hit. Like Maybe Walcott center. if he yeah. if he uh, Wal- progresses. Wal- Walcott is is probably the one. I mean, Cam Cawley uh, is another possibility. So, uh, but it's it's but they're it's, year, it's years away. It's yeah, years yeah, away. Nothing's imminent. You're exactly right. And I could see Seager though. But think of Seager if if Seager ended up like let's say a third baseman and Young moved over to first or something like that. He would be an elite third baseman because. He's so smooth. I don't care if you can get to the ball. You've got to be able to do what he does. He is so smooth with the ball. It's crazy yeah. to watch. And you know what I've always – you cannot argue with – so, like, 
batting practice. Seager doesn't take batting practice with the team. Whatever he does, he goes and does his little video thing and gets back there. And there isn't anybody that can bitch about that because of what he's doing. Yeah. You, you stick know, with your uh, program, dude. <laughs> yeah, I think I think last year it might have been an issue um, because he did struggle. I mean, you know, we got to keep in mind the banning the shift has helped him, no doubt. I don't know that it's helped him 90 points, but it's it's definitely helped him. But, you know, there, there were some times last year, his first year, players are trying to get used to him. He's trying to get used to them. He was doing his thing. New City – I mean, it, but but I mean, I think that there were some people, some players on the team, and there were definitely some in the media who were like, "Hey, what's going on with this guy? Is he part of this team? He's part of the team." I mean, yeah. it's just it's a new year. Everybody's used to what he does, um, so it, it is different. It's it's unusual. But Jonah Heim doesn't take a lot of batting practice no. either, and no, nope. and he just you know had a huge series. I think he drove in eight against the Blue Jays. He had that grand slam. So. Whatever whatever works for these guys, is, you know, as long as they're accountable to their teammates inside the clubhouse, that's all that matters. And you see both of them with their teammates in the clubhouse, and they're all yeah. they're all friendly. None of that. It's not the guy that sits in the corner that's that, that's the superstar thinking, "Come over here and kiss my boots." Yeah. Now he's in there messing with all of them, and so anyway, it, this is fun, guys. So much fun to be here in September. <laughs> Than we were the last few years. Yeah, I mean, the, where we were struggling to come up with stuff. Maybe they'll call up this kid, and we'll get to finally see Josh Young play yeah, in the major yeah. leagues. And that's all we were looking. Um, well, look, the the win last night clinched a winning season, the first one since 2016. Absolutely, so, you brought that up. So on RangersToday.com, where it's five ninety nine a month, thirty five dollars for six months, sixty dollars for the year. Got to be Correct. doing that. Yep. Um, it, it is just that this is the Texas Rangers. Coverage for for Tar- Tarrant County, I mean, definitely for Tarrant County, but but it, you know, we cover if, it more if, than we if, have. If you like the farm system, we're your place. If you I, if you like major league coverage, we're your place. So I mean, it's uh, and it's cheap. We keep saying it every week. Just sign up. And there are some other good people that cover stuff and cover minor leagues, but but we have access to all of it. We can talk to all the minor leaguers, all the big leaguers, front yeah. office. We've got it all. And, uh, you, you know, so kudos to other guys out there, too. But th- this is so cheap to get the good coverage that we get. Yeah. yeah. Absolute good coverage sure. that we get. Yep. Um, so, anyway, anything else? Or we want to get to Travis? Or Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's all good news. We don't have anything to wonder about and lick our wounds about. It's- Carter's done good. We've got some, uh, you know, for the first time ever, Rangers have somewhat little depth there at, at starting pitching. We've lost – how many starting pitchers now have gone down and the, yeah, and the guys that remain are still – Quite a few. I mean, you, you – Look, you, the bullpen's always going to be an issue this year. You're just going to have to piece together. And, but when your starter can go six, seven innings, it makes a, makes a huge difference. So Makes a huge difference. Anyway. And some of, these, some of these relief arms are starting to come in – and starting the main thing was get the ball over the dadgum plate and attack the hitters and throw. you know when they have an eight run lead it's a little different too you can right. attack the hitter right. because if you if you make the mistake and one run comes it's easier but anyway fun things coming up Cleveland starts tonight yeah. and uh, a lot of fun things going on there with this uh. team guys we're going to come back right after this with uh, Travis Jankowski is going to join us from Cleveland yeah be right after this today's guest segment is brought to you by the Frisco Rough Riders Jeff what's going on in Frisco. Well, you know, the, their their season comes to an end this week. They're on the road, so they had their last home game on Sunday. And, um, but that doesn't mean that there's not stuff going on in, in Frisco. There's always stuff going on. If you go to uh, milb.com slash Frisco slash events, if you want to have a private event there, uh, you know, they have meeting spaces for businesses, 
they they can have happy hours there. They have the lazy river, which probably gets a little cold in, in, in the off season. But the point of the, the the fact of the matter is that if you want to do something for your business, uh, your family, whatever it is, you need to look at Frisco and go to again milb.com slash Frisco slash events. We we can't thank Frisco enough for uh, supporting uh, the Ranger Today Baseball podcast this season as the title sponsor for the guest segment. And hopefully, hopefully, it's the start of things to come. So uh, stay tuned and keep Frisco on your mind if you have an event. All right, guys, and joining us right now from Cleveland, Ohio, where the where the uh, Rangers just got in early this morning after a sweep at Toronto, it's Texas Rangers outfielder Travis Jankowski, who's become a big buddy, man. Travis and I are talking all the time. What's up, man? What's going on, guys? How are you guys doing? We're doing well. We're doing, doing better than you, 3 a.m., that's a that's a tough that's a tough uh, arrival time. Now, how bad was the customs? Because Toronto uh, customs, are, I I hear even for teams is is really bad. It's uh, it was inconvenient for us, but uh, I've gone through customs not on a charter flight with the team, and it's much worse. So, uh, yeah. we need something to complain about. We could complain about it, but there's no there's no <laughs> serious complaints to be had there. Yeah, la- the the Rangers <laughs> opened last season there. It was April 8th, I think, after the delay and everything. And I just went for the opener because Jack Leiter was making his debut the next night. And uh, I got – I had the I had the 7 a.m. flight. I got to the airport at 4 in the morning, and we were walking onto the plane as, the, as they were getting ready to pull the jet bridge back. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. What you had to go through to get How bad there. it is there. And if I hadn't cut in line, I cut in line. If I hadn't cut in, in line – I wouldn't. I would have made the flight. You wouldn't have made it home. That's but, crazy. Yeah, but again, yeah, the charter flight helps for the teams. Yeah, but I think they might have been a little, little extra angry at them last night for <laughs> for what they did to the Blue Jays. I mean, what what's going on here? You guys don't play very well. Don't play very well, and then bam, that's baseball. Is that is that it? You know, I think uh, I think we got the right group of guys in that clubhouse that know how to uh, how to come out of a little bit of a skid. You know, nobody likes going through that that tough skid we had, but, um, at the same time, it's not like there's panic in the clubhouse, you know, there's uh eagerness to get out of it. There's, um, you know, anticipation, Hey, let's, let's pick it up. You know, these games are meaningful. Uh, but like I said, there's enough veterans and with, you know, Bochi being the leader, it's, we know that that's kind of part of the game. Um, one of those things that if anything, you know, it, it may have brought us a little bit closer, you know, we weren't, uh, pointing the finger at, hey, it's your fault. Hey, it's the catcher's fault. Hey, it's, you know, hitters who aren't, you know, hitting. It's the pitchers who aren't pitching. Well, it was a collective effort. You know, we just stunk there for a little bit. So uh pulled us closer together. And, you know, we got to go into a little bit of a hostile environment, playoff vibe up there in Toronto and uh, and get a pretty big sweep for us. So uh, I think good things are coming. I I used to go to Toronto every trip. I used to not want to miss it. And then I got scared of like racking up a huge sell bill and whatnot. Anyway, I, I don't go to Toronto very often, but I've never heard their fans boo their, their own players. I mean, I, it was, uh, I mean, a, that speaks to how dominant you guys were, but man, you guys, I was about you, to you, say you that guys, was pretty, you guys, you guys upset Canada. They, they were very happy. <laughs> Maybe that's why customs took longer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, cause, cause we were there in, in 15 when you know jose batista hit the big home run and flipped the bat and made everybody mad and then the next year odor had hit batista and they ended up in the playoffs there and i mean it was it was rough yeah you know like 
my Twitter feed. They were calling me like making fun of Texas for being fat and, and George Bush and all this stuff that had nothing to do with baseball. They were vicious. So, Canadian. We're pretty polite people too. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess it was just, uh, I guess they had enough of it. <laughs> so, how, how would you how would you describe your season? I, I, I don't know if you want to call it a, a bounce back season, a comeback season, um, but it's it's been pretty good. It's been a pretty big part of this. Yeah, to me, you know, uh, you can call it a bounce back. You can call it a comeback. You can call it a surprise. To me, I call it a healthy season. You know, um, if you look back, you know, it, it numbers when. I can get consistent playing time and actually stay on the field and not have a broken bone or, or something like that. Typically my numbers are where they need to be at the end of the season. Um, so I know that, you know, some people say, Oh, you know, it's, it's a huge surprise. It's um, not a complete surprise for me. Um, that being said, I'm very excited with how my season's going. Um, but it's uh, when, when I can stay on the field and contribute and, you know, get, 200 plus at bats, uh, my numbers are pretty consistent as to where they're going to be. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a good year. I'm happy with how it's going and three weeks left and then playoffs. So we're, we're going to finish even stronger. How, how was it you know, last, last year you, you were like, you know, you, you were hurt. You went to a couple different ball clubs. How nice is it to be in one place the whole season? Which huh. you've done in your career, obviously. Incredible. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, the sense of security, you know, and it's even just for one year, you know, knowing, hey, you're here, you're going to be a part of something special. That sense of security is really all you can ask for as a ball player, you know. Um, it's uh, it's not fun for myself bouncing around teams, you know, especially in season, uh, but it's kind of a lot harder on my family, you know. I get to take, you know, the, the you know, charter flights. I get to fly first class. I get to, you know, have someone pick me up. My wife has four kids under five years old, and she's got to go through it with uh, with some unruly uh, kids on a plane. So it's uh, it's a lot harder for her. And then the kids have to readjust to, uh, you know, making new friends. My wife has to make new friends. So it's uh, all around kind of a pain in the butt when that happens. But it's, uh, it's part of the game, and it's kind of what we signed up for at the same time. So you take it with a grain of salt and just keep pushing on. How 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 is the wife doing? You know, you're, you're a new you're, one. You got a new baby, and she is fantastic. She yeah. was built. Um, she uh, she's back in Texas right now. Has all four of them. Uh, potty training two of them. So it's uh, oh, no. on top of it. <laughs> Let me tell you what. Once this playoff runs over, but she's gonna put you to work. Oh, I'll tell you what. We're we're taking a vacation. That's for sure. <laughs> she. <laughs> yeah. So um. But you, you you guys had the had the baby in in Pennsylvania, um, yep. Yeah, that that was kind of a whirlwind because you were all the way on the West Coast. Yep. So <laughs> how did that go? We uh, you know, I I told my wife like she had actual control of it. I said, "Geez, if you could just make sure I'm not on the West Coast and have to <laughs> you know, five hours, that would be awesome." Uh, but as God would have it, you know, it's one of those things that. Uh, you know, we had an off day after the Oakland series. Um, it was looking like that would be a good time to induce. The, the due date was just one day uh, later. So, um, yeah, flew back from Oakland after the day game, uh, had the off day at home. Um, you know, baby came that day, and then I got the, the three days of paternity leave. And 
thank goodness I uh, didn't have to fly all the way back to San Francisco for that day game. Uh, oh my gosh. Coach and CY had some pretty good feels saying, hey, why don't you just meet us back in Texas? So <laughs> a little bit of a shorter flight from Pennsylvania to Texas, but uh, still a little three-hour piece right there. Yeah. Uh, so what west of Pennsylvania, is that is that right? Where, where you Lancaster. Live? Well, that's where he's born. Yeah. Yeah, but you're west of Pennsylvania or of, of, of Philadelphia. Yes, a little bit west of Philadelphia and Lancaster. Still down, right where the Amish are. <laughs> hey, I've been a, so you, I knew Amish were there. I've I've actually dealt with Amish in the old business I used to be in, and and they're 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 fun. To, I mean, they're they're you can get some funny stories dealing with them out there. Um, you know, you have the, the little signs for buggies that go around, and right. I was in Cleveland when I had a to sell because they they have to uh the law requires that their buggies have to have blinkers on them and lights because they were getting hit at night by okay. cars yeah it was a safety issue because you know they don't like to use any electricity so we we i was selling batteries back then and we were talking to the it was pretty interesting it's an it is a different thing they're they are content with their life and very generous and nice people and just very content with not having our luxuries that we love to be on. Well, yeah. Nice people in the world, hardest working people in the world. And like you said, the most content, just down to earth people. They just want to work and go home and sleep and wake up and work again. You know, have you ever had a, a buggy encounter? Oh, uh, plenty. Near... <laughs> <laughs> we have one go past our house, like every 15 minutes in the off season. <laughs> <laughs> At least you can hear them coming. Right. And yeah. The... Oh. A hundred percent. And that's the thing, you know, sitting and when, uh, when our oldest was little, he, uh, would hear the click, clack, click, clack of the horse, uh, yeah. walk on, you know, the, the street. So he, you know, learned how to go. With the tongue. <laughs> so whenever he'd hear a horse for like a year straight, he would just do the, you know, click, clack. <laughs> we would all let run to the window and watch it. So there's, uh, there's some nice moments made with, uh, with Amish buggies. That's awesome. Oh, you go to their Walmart, they'll have a place out on the outskirts of the parking lot where they can park the buggies. They, they do shop. I mean, people act like they just make all of they They shop. They they work in town. They work at places. It's not that, but but it's it's pretty neat. I, I, I remember parking in a grocery store. There were like four buggies parked at the back of the grocery store there, and I'm like, yeah, this is different. <laughs> yep. It's like Arizona for spring training and all the golf carts. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Back to baseball. I, I, we, we get distracted here at the podcast, but um, you got three weeks to go, even less than three weeks. Um, how, how do we, how do you uh, take in these last three weeks? It's sprint, right? You know, it's one of those things that um, it's not, Hey, wait for the playoffs to win. No, no, we need to win. Now these are the playoffs. You know, we are, we're playing playoff games right now. Um and no matter the opponent, it doesn't matter who's on the other side. That's a major league team who's one of, you know, they're constructed with one of the best players in the world, you know. So it's not, oh, we got an easy series this week. No, we, we're playing playoff series from here until November 4th when we're done. Um, so you go in there with that mentality. Every game matters. Stats, take them and throw them out the window. You know, I don't care if you go, oh, for the next 75. I don't care if the starter gives up seven runs in the, you know, third inning we win the game, we're happy and we're celebrating, you know? So it's, uh, that's the mentality you have. Is it, is it, how stressful is it? Or maybe not stressful, but intense. Uh, probably the most intense baseball I've played, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, 
it, it, it to me, it kind of takes you back to a, uh, a college feel, you know, and it's one of those things in college, you don't play 162 games, you play 50, you know, so you win as many games as possible. Right. And late in the season, winning games is more important. You know, you get to regional, super regional college world series. Uh, like I said, you throw stats out the window. It's win, 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 win. That's all that matters. Um, and that's where we're at. That's, I mean, I, you know, if, if no other if, way to put that, <laughs> if, 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 if you had asked a hundred Rangers fans in spring training, would you take being in contention on September 1st, whether they were, you know, where, where you guys were just out of the wild card or, or, you know, or, or a hundred would have taken it. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I know, I know they're, they're an eager fan base. You know, the win last night gave the, <clears throat> gives the Rangers their first winning season since 2016. And maybe you guys, <clears throat> you know, ratcheted up the expectations with how well you were playing, but this is a hungry fan base. And I, I think that they're pretty, pretty darn ready for for you guys to finish things off and could be fun homestand once everything gets rolling. (laughs) Yeah. That that Seattle series next weekend could be good, but you can't, like you said, you can't, can't look ahead. Uh -uh. Nope. That's all we care about. Uh, But yeah, you know, and and it is, you know, to what you said about the fan base, right? Like that's, that's kind of a compliment to us, you know, as to where, uh, I don't want to say they weren't satisfied with where we were at, you know, September 1st and going through a little bit of a skid there. But we exceeded their expectations because we we can all, you know, kind of be flat out honest and say, like you said, if you'd ask us back in February, hey, you're in contention September 1st, everyone is thrilled, you know. Yeah. And uh, they weren't, you know, it was yeah. one of those where they got greedy. We made them greedy with, you know, the <laughs> team are, which is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's no hostility towards that. We'll we'll take a take a little bit of bad mouthing to go out and you know get it uh, get it put together and give them something to watch. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, uh, how amazing is Corey Seager right now? <laughs> Guys, generational talent mixed with a great work ethic. Uh, there's really no words to describe what he's doing. You know. Um, you get frustrated as another player because it's like it's not that easy. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's it's one of those things. Like you guys know him; he's down to earth. Um, you know, doesn't like talking about himself in the least bit. Oh my gosh, yeah, he can't stand. Un- it. Unbelievable. <laughs> He'll talk about Travis Jankowski with grin on his face over talking about himself and what he's doing right now. A hundred percent. You know, it's just the the type of person he is, how he was raised, like what what he is doing couldn't happen to a better person. And I could not be happier to uh, to have played with him and in the Rangers uniform and uh, see what he does behind the scenes. You know, it's uh, it's nothing short of, you know, incredible at the season he's having. It's you know, the, the, I always equate it. I, I've covered the team since 2008 and 2010. Josh Hamilton was. Very, very, very similar. Um, you know, they're aggressive at the plate. I think Hamilton hit 359. He missed basically, he missed the last month, uh, with a bruised rib or a broken rib. But he had 32 homers, 100 RBIs, won the MVP. That's that's kind of what I equated to. And I think I saw last night that Seager's the first guy since Hamilton to have 30 homers and 40 doubles in a season, first Rangers player. So, and, and Seager's missed he had 40, one of these four, last night. Seager's yeah. missed 40 games. So, I mean, it's it's just. It's it's a sight to behold. You just don't see it yeah. very often. This, yeah. So, all right. Anyway, our 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 show. I asked the baseball questions. John asked the, the fun ones, the funner 
slash baseball questions. Yeah, we're going to get to know Travis. I, I know him a little bit. Travis and I talk a lot and I've, about the baby <laughs> and, and and all the kids he's got. And uh, he's done some adoption and Kat and I looked into adoption one time. Okay. We had a good conversation about that. It was a lot of fun. Okay. You grew up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. You went to Lancaster Catholic High School. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Did you play any other sports besides foot, uh, besides baseball? I played football uh, for all four years and then basketball for uh, freshman, sophomore, and junior. Okay. What did you play in football? Football, wide receiver, and defensive back. No kidding. I was a wide receiver. Well, you know, he was obviously better athlete Pen- than I was. Pennsylvania is like the cradle of quarterbacks. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, did you, how many touchdowns did you score? Uh, my senior year, I scored 21. All right. That'll yeah, work. that was a lot more than me. <laughs> We had, had an all-state running back who ended up playing in the NFL. So I was kind of – I called my – and he can he can appreciate what I'm about to say. I called myself a split guard. I did a lot of blocking downfield is what I did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds, like he, sounds like he was not a split guard. No, he, he, no, he wasn't. But yeah. what I'm saying is he can understand when you're yeah. not throwing a lot, you your other job is to go downfield and block a lot. And yeah. that's what I did. Yeah. Better find someone to get your hands on. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so you were taken in the first round, 44th overall by the Padres coming out of college. Do you remember where you – like, you know, nowadays the draft's such a huge thing um, where everybody goes to New York or wherever it's going to be. Where were you at? How would you find out you've been drafted? So I was actually down at the University of Miami. We had just won the regional there, and I was in the parking lot uh, about to get on the bus to go back to the hotel with all my teammates. And uh, so quick story. So this is, uh, you know, regional last game. We're playing UCF. Um, Draft is going on while I'm playing. And the uh, uh, scoreboard keeper decides to put the draft up every half inning as to who's being taken. Oh man! So I called my agent in the morning. I said, hey, I don't need to know anything. I just need to know, is it going to happen today? He said, yep. I said, perfect. Locked in on the game. Let's go. Like, that's all I need to know. So, you know, we're playing the game. We end up winning the game. I think they're a pick like 35. And that year, I want to say there were like 55 in the first round with all the uh, competitive balance and all that. Uh, right. So I'm celebrating. I'm happy as can be, like jumping on the field, dog pile on the field. First regional that we've ever won for Stony Brook. Um, and, uh, you know, as soon as we like clear the dog pile, we're like, hey, what's what do you, what are you thinking? Like, go grab your phone. I'm like, I don't want my phone. Like, I want to celebrate. <laughs> I don't need to know. Like, I even said it's cool. So then my coach comes up. He's like, hey, you probably should go get your phone. Like, not to be like selfish, but go get it just because if you miss a call, I don't know what happens, you know? And it's like, yeah. so, uh, I get my phone, uh, call my agent. He says, Hey, hold on. I'm on the phone with the team. Call you back in two minutes. He calls me back, says, Hey, stay by your phone. Something's about to happen. Padres call me, uh, with the 44th pick. I'm on the phone. I don't have it on speakerphone, uh, but the guys are all around me. I hang up. I say, Hey guys, I got drafted and everyone goes nuts. So, like yes, a mosh- awesome. Hey, was was Patrick Cantwell on that team? He was. He sure Great was. Rangers he was. bullpen catcher. He was their fourth round pick, I think. Either yep, that year third, or the next year. I think third that year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Patty won't say it, but he was a captain of that team, man. He <laughs> he kept us all in line. He he ran a tight ship. He was uh he was a big reason of why we made that run we did. Well, it tells him what a small world baseball is. No kidding. You know, here you are ending up with a guy who is, who's 
career it didn't pan out, but it was obviously the the still the Rangers, in the game. The Rangers have loved him ever since they drafted him. Yeah, yep. he's he's still here. He's helping out. I mean, that's that, but that's the baseball thing. I mean, I I did look this up before beforehand. This is your sixth team, but you've played with Austin Hedges, Brad Miller, Jacob McGraw, Max Scherzer, Patrick Cantwell, Spencer Howard, who's all over the team, Ian Kennedy, and Will Venable. Did you ever play Venable, or did he get traded before you got called up? Gosh, so Will got traded. And I got called up for to take Will. his spot. <laughs> yeah, and he got <laughs> traded to the Rangers. Well, we're going to ask that question in just a second because <laughs> we got to go back to Stony Brook because that's where you ended up going to college, and that's in New York, right? Correct. Yep, Long Island. So let me ask you this: I always want to know this. So you, you end up going to Stony Brook. Were there any other offers? Did you have any other colleges you considered? Not for baseball. No, I had. Did you uh, have some football? I had a few football scholarships. Yeah, I had a, a ton more football scholarships in baseball. Um, and it was actually my high school baseball coach because I was, you know, thinking, okay, I'm going to go play football. And my high school football coach sat me down. He said, uh, you know, the best offer I had was to go to UConn. And they said, uh, hey, he goes, how much do you weigh? I said, mm, about 165, 170 pounds. He goes, you know how much a Division One linebacker weighs? I said, I don't know. He goes, 250. He goes, how many hits do you and take i said well at least one i said i don't really <laughs> he goes if you want to be a professional athlete stick with baseball and uh i didn't want to hear it at the time uh, i was like uh, i don't know football like the adrenaline rush on a friday night in high school is great i can't imagine saturday and uh i kind of slept on it prayed about it and it was uh best decision i ever made to stick with baseball yeah, i think it's worked out Oh, yeah, I think it did. And Stony Brook, didn't y'all end up going to the College World Series? Yes, we did. Yep, in 2012. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, okay. It was, a, it was a, a Joe, Joe, uh, Joe Nathan was the, went, went to Stony Brook, too. And he was the Rangers yep. closer that year. So I remember very specifically talking to him about. Oh, yeah, because he was watching it. Yeah, he was yeah. glued in yeah. when they were playing. Yeah. Okay, so you're traded from the Reds to the Padres. I remember that this is always, I love to ask these next couple. So how did you find out you'd been trading? It was actually during the offseason, I think, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yep. So I was actually on the golf course with a buddy and uh, got a call and it was from the uh, assistant GM. And I'm like, oh, boy, I better take this one. Like, eesh, <laughs> ever good. Yeah. So he calls me and I'm like, hey, what's going on, Josh? He said, hey, great news. I'm like, oh, he's like, you're traded. I was like, OK, yes. Great. <laughs> OK. Uh, told me I was going to Cincinnati. Um Closer to home, you know, what Cincinnati was building that year, you know, with Bauer, Sonny Gray, you could see that they were going in the right direction. So that was that was incredible. Uh, great organization in Cincinnati. But the COVID year kind of yeah. those great plans. So <laughs> I ask you this. Did you did you ever run across a comedian from there named Josh Sneed when you were with Cincinnati? Josh Sneed. I don't think so. He's a buddy of ours that we met at spring training, huge Reds fan, kind of kind of is in with the the press yeah. there and a few of the players. Okay. So um he's gonna be fired up when I find when he finds out Jankowski was on. He knows every old Reds player, but he's a pretty funny guy. Really fun and you know what? A clean comedian, which I love comedy all around, but when you're clean and funny, that's impressive to me. So Absolutely. I, I'll link him out and get it to you. You can see him sometime. He's pretty funny. All right, your big league debut. Now, this is really one I'd love because I wish that it had one day I would have had this, but August 21st, 2015, you make your big league debut. How do you find out you're going to the big leagues? So I was playing in Nashville. 
Triple A in Nashville on the road. Um, and our manager was Jamie Quirk, one of the okay. greatest yeah. baseball guys I've ever played for. Awesome dude. Um, and I'm on the on-deck circle about to lead off the game. And, you know, Quirky's like, his biggest things was, if you play hard, I will have no issues with you. Um, so I'm on the on-deck circle. He comes, he goes, hey, uh, Janko, he goes, can't let you hit. And I look back, I said, Quirky, what are you talking about? He goes, come on, I, you can't hit. I said, what, like, dude, this guy is about to throw down to second base. Like, I'm <laughs> He goes, no. He goes, come here. He said, you're getting called up. Can't let you hit. I said, what? He goes, <laughs> he goes, we got a flight tomorrow morning. He goes, you're meeting the team in San Diego. You're going up. Nice. I gave him a hug. I gave the guys hugs, ran to the locker room, packed my stuff. And gosh, I don't think I slept a wink that night. I was so excited. So it was uh, it was a really cool moment. Call your wife, I'm assuming, right away and tell her the Absolutely. great news. Absolutely. All right, we're going to end it with a couple of good ones. First of all, I'm just talking about food. What what kind of food is your favorite food that you like to eat? If I could pick one food the rest of my life, it would be sushi. Uh, mm. But you give me a good steak, I'm going to crush it. You give me a good, like, uh, breaded chicken sandwich. Um, I mean, I can go full, like, five-year-old and go chicken fingers and fries. <laughs> you, yeah. There's, nothing There's nothing wrong with that. No, nah, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now let me ask you this. So that, that brings this up. So if, if you're, you know, you've got four kids, you guys are running around. If you've got to go fast food, what's your favorite? What's you, what's something that you like to go eat? If you're going to have to go run through a drive through I am praying the kids want Chick-fil-A because that's my go-to all the time. Chick-fil-A and I'll give them the nuggets. I'll eat the sandwich. They can have my fries. If I get their shake, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's a, it's you a good know, system you got there. That's it. <laughs> So have you, I, wait, have you had the the new sandwich with the pimento cheese? I have not, but I've heard good things. It's pretty good. I, you got it. You should give it a shot. I've heard about it too. I like pimento what I cheese. Had last week. Okay. All right. So, two more. Last one is your favorite home cooked meal, and who cooks it? Does does wife cook it? Mom cook it? Grandma? What's your favorite home cooked meal, and who puts it together? Wow, man, putting me on the spot. Um, <laughs> favorite cooked meal. I would say I'll go out, I'll grill the steaks. My wife will make the twice baked potatoes with the Christmas Brussels sprouts. That is the Christmas Brussels sprouts. Oh gosh. That's solid. Yes. I'm a, I'm a steak guy. That's my favorite go-to all the time too. That's probably mine too. I don't know what I'd go with. Yeah, we always ask them, but I never, I never know what, the answer. Home cooked? What's your favorite home cooked? Uh, my wife's pizza. Okay, your wife's phenomenal. Pizza. It's yeah. phenomenal. Okay, I, my wife it, it can cook a great recipe. She doesn't like just throw stuff together. She's a recipe girl to do it, but she likes buy steaks. But boy, she can she can throw together something on the side. My wife's pizzas out of the world. All right, last one. This is a fun one. We like to ask is uh it's what's something that nobody knows about Travis Jankowski? Some of the fun ones we've had before. <laughs> is uh uh john daniel like had airplane underwear the old gm it was really weird he had two pair of underwear he wore on flights there he said hey i'm still here it's always yeah. worked uh brock burke yeah he sleepwalks did he you sleepwalks. know that oh terrifying yes <laughs> any story there or you just heard about it no i've just heard uh that he can't like i think he has to get special rooms at the hotel because he's a sleepwalker so they try and keep him on the first floor yeah. I don't know if it's true or not, but it was 
sleepwalking that freaks me out when he said that i was like okay brock we might have to keep our distance like that's <laughs> you, you want to hear some of the stories from players that have that have roomed with him in minor leagues you room with guys and yeah. they would talk uh, about in the middle of the night he would start punching out the pillows and then you know and then all of a sudden he would just go to the bathroom and go oh, we gotta go to the bathroom and then he'd go back to bed i mean <laughs> i forget the the one kid that's the one where he uh Went to the bathroom and, and did the toilet paper and rolled down all unrolled the all the toilet paper, and uh, yeah, it was Joe Palumbo. Wow. And then the next morning, Joe Palumbo was like, "Hey Brock, you in the middle of the night, you went and went to the bathroom and undid undid the whole roll." And he's like, "No, I didn't." And then he went in there and <laughs> the toilet paper was like, "It's somebody TP'd the damn the damn bathroom." So what's something that nobody knows about Travis Jankowski? Sheesh, guys, mine's gonna be terrible. Like, uh, oh, no, 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 uh, don't worry, they're all good. I would say something that people don't know about me is that uh, in college I was studying to be a physical therapist, uh, but it was way too hard so that I ended up just being a health science major and wanted to uh, be a radiological technician because I heard they just press a button. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was it. I didn't even graduate. So I don't I don't know. I guess that's interesting, but. It's no sleepwalking story, and I don't have plain underwear. So, <laughs> darn it. Well, you know your your general manager, Chris Young, is a is a a true crime documentary buff. So that's his go to when he when he downloads. He likes to watch he likes to watch true crime stuff. Wow. Okay. So there's there's a bunch of fun ones. Yeah, there are a lot of ones. Some of them, like we are the guy we had on last week, Aiden Curry, who's a minor league pitcher. Last last uh, last off season, he was a drunk driver hit him. <laughs> None of us knew about it. Yeah, and, and he, he walked away from it, walked from it without a scratch. But the other guy was was thinking about it in the face. But that's I, a god thing right there. That's a god <laughs> thing. So, well, man, listen, Travis, we know how busy you guys schedule are. It's why we usually like to get a big leaguer when they're on the road. Because especially if you were home with four kids, Mama might be like, happening. Yeah, you know, you don't need to go sit on the computer for thirty minutes talking about what you did in college. Yeah. <laughs> so we really appreciate it. Good luck tonight in Cleveland. Uh, we'll see you back here next week. We'll be out there and obviously we'll come up and say hi and uh, we'll link it out to you or something. Uh, you on Twitter or any of those? Yeah. I mean, I'm on it. I hardly ever actually use it, um, but you can send me a link and it'll, it'll find me somehow. Okay. Right. Real good. We'll do it. That's Travis Jankowski outfielder for the Texas Rangers. Travis, good luck in Cleveland. We'll see you back next week. Awesome. Thank you guys. Have a good one. All, All right, right you too. Hey, we're going down in the bus leagues right after this. All right, a big thanks to Travis Jankowski for taking time out of his busy day there yeah, in Cleveland. Yeah, that, that late that late night, that late flight, but at least it was a winning flight, happy flight. And, yeah, those are always uh, more fun. Got to go down in the bus leagues. Yeah. Um, th this is kind of the it for the regular season. It's all ending up now. We're, we're getting there, yeah. So let's go, and you know how we could do it, guys. We're going to start at the bottom and head up. There's no more uh, Arizona Complex League, no more Dominican Summer, Summer League, league. Yeah. so we'll go down to down east, which is low A. They're 29 and 37, 3 and 7 in their last 10. They've lost three. A lot of their guys keep getting moved up a little bit, but they well, are a playoff team. Yeah, they, well, they, they, they've started the playoffs. Um, the, is Carolina the playoffs? Is that who they're playing? The Mudcats. Okay. And uh, anyway, um, they've split the first two games. Game three is tonight in, uh, in down east. So uh, Brock Porter pitched the first game. Uh, pitch pitch pretty darn well. They they ended up winning that. They lost in extra innings uh, last night Thursday night. So um, 
Yeah, it's a it's a nail biter, but they have a chance to to extend their season tonight. Okay, and you, so we got we got them there, and and nobody really there. I mean, we heard Brock Porter that name. Walcott is in Hickory, right? So he's not yeah. even. And Hickory is Hick. Speaking of Hickory, forty three and twenty one, eight and two in their last ten. They've won six in a row. Yeah, well, they their their season's over. They they went to the playoffs and got eliminated. They they lost uh, two straight to in uh, their season. Um, but yeah, you know, you, you look at that team and all the talent that's gone through there this year. I mean, they had, uh, well, they finished with Walcott, but uh, they had uh, White Langford at one point. They had Kumar Rocker at one point to start yep. the year before he was injured. Right. Uh, Dane Acker started there, and and you know, they have Abby Ortiz, who I'm guessing is going to be the Rangers minor league player, player of the year. year. Thirty-four, five home runs. A bunch of home runs. Yes, and, over uh, <laughs> well over thirty. Um, so. It, it, it was a it was a good group they 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 played well in the second half they weren't so good in the first half but they played real well in the second half and uh you expect to see a lot of those guys um maybe not maybe not cam Colley, maybe not the guys who got there uh later in the year but uh i would definitely expect that that max acosta and, and abby ortiz uh cody freeman um you know shoot the pit the pitchers you know you, you know corniel was the uh, started at down east, and he ended up being the Ra- the Rangers minor league pitcher of the month for August. So there are going to be some some guys that for sure in, in that group at Hickory this year that'll that'll graduate to Frisco. Next Frisco, year. yeah. And and actually, Collie did well at Hickory. He did. So well, he did. we'll see. Yeah. He's what is he twenty twenty one years old? He's yeah, he was eighteen in in twenty twenty one when he was drafted. So he's a he's a he's a youngin, but. Yeah, uh, he he should be at Frisco at some point next year. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if he'll start there, but yeah. he's definitely yeah. someone whose trajectory has gone up since his first pro year. Getting used to it. Well, and, and and it's gone up because Acuna and JC were traded. You know, he yeah. has he has a few less uh, obstacles in his way, and it, but he can also play second, so he's he's a pretty versatile guy. But his bat has come along, and yeah. he's come along, and he's got he's 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 developed a little more power mm-hmm. uh, to do that. Which you know you don't have to be huge to do that, but he's 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 not a small. Guy, but he's smaller. He's definitely defense and speed. That's, That's a, absolutely yeah. Frisco, thirty-two and thirty-four, three and seven in their last ten. They've lost one. Um, they're playing in uh, Amarillo right Amarillo, now to yeah. end the season. They're not right. going to go to the playoffs. They are not. Um, so we we'll have to ask this uh, because Wyatt Langford has killed the ball in the yeah. games he's been there. He's already yeah. had three home runs. Um, do you think they move him up to AAA to to play in the playoffs? No. No, I, I don't. I mean, I could be wrong. I've been wrong about a lot of things, but uh, no. I, I think he's. I think he's done enough this year. Um, he is not coming to the big leagues. Yeah, he he's. Um, and if I'm wrong, I will eat and, those and words. And he's had, he, you know, he's had a busy year. You know, he, when you're in college, you play fall ball in October, then you get the winter off, then you start in January. Your games start in February. They went all the way to the end of June because the College World Series. And he had the then he had a, a two week scramble to get ready for the draft. He gets drafted, gets signed, goes. He's been on the move, you yeah. Know? And and I mean, obviously, he's done great. He's been playing good defense. He's been hitting the ball like crazy, um, and and it's all incredibly encouraging. I don't know that sending him to AAA accomplishes a lot. Now, and maybe it does, you know. But you know, it, maybe maybe just get him around a winning environment. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm sure he would not object at all because he's he's uh, the seems like the kind of guy that will just work until you tell him to not work anymore. Right. Um, but they may also want to get him to Arizona where instructs are taking place. Maybe get him 
you know, once over for the off season, get him set into his, his off season program sure. and uh, do that too. But um, yeah, boy, all signs are very encouraging with Wyatt Langford. There's a reason he was a, some people thought he might be the best player in the draft. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason for that. Look, those, those guys at the top have all done well. Skeens got shut down. Uh, right. The, but he, this is a guy that pitched all the way to the College World Series right. also, and that's an arm, and you're going to protect that. Yeah, yeah he, and, got, and, he got over 100 innings. He throws 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Cruz is uh, – Dylan Cruz is it's, – it's, is he still playing, I think? I haven't yeah. even checked. And, yeah. But, but uh, those guys were elite class up there at the top. And then the kids that were drafted, the high school kids. But, boy, the Rangers got lucky that Wyatt fell to them. And, and man, they're, they're – and, well, luck happened with that. <laughs> <laughs> in the fact that they were supposed to pick what tenth and ended uh, up getting seventh, seventh to ten, they got fourth yeah. overall in that lottery yeah. that yeah. they're doing now, which they will not be in this year. Um, so uh, pretty fortunate there, but uh, boy, he is. He's just he just rakes at every yeah. every level. Yeah. Um. And and I have I have no issue with what they do to him. If they move him to AAA to do the playoffs, I think that's great. If they say, you know what, you've done enough. Let's get you to an off season. You got a mar- you got a wedding coming up. That's you right. Get, you get married. Go be with the family. Here's what I want you to eat and do, and here's the workouts you want to do. I have no problem with that. That is a guy who legitimately has a chance to play in the big leagues next year. He will not start in the big leagues. I don't no. care what anyone thinks. They're going to make an off season move for outfield, I think. And then that guy is going to be the guy that that just forces it. He's going to force the door yeah, open. Sure. And that's the guy you want. Evan Carter was semi forcing the door open, but an injury opened the door. And you know what? He's taken full advantage of the, the injury. Right, right. So, yeah, 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 yeah. This you're, is a guy that you're he, right. I mean, I, I can't argue with any of that. I I, I think that what they're – yeah. The, the Rangers could – they don't necessarily need to go get an outfielder if they think that, that Evan Carter can be an outfielder. And Tavares has played well here of the last, in the last couple of weeks. They and, need a bat. So <sighs> maybe a, a DH-type uh, bat. Well, that's Garver maybe, uh. but – I could see him go get a, a guy that could be a left fielder and yeah and and I, do I that. Suppose. Yeah, we we got all off season to talk about this. We're gonna have a lot yeah, of fun. We, with aren't, it. we aren't there yet. Oh. Uh, another thing in Frisco is, is Jack Leiter, who uh, pitched well again. Uh, I think he's gonna get one more start this weekend. And then then there's you know the Arizona Fall League rosters are supposed to be out this week. Um, there's some there's some uh, possibility that that he. Pitches in the fall league to get his uh, stuff together, or not his stuff together, but to continue working on on what's working now. Right, and he he might have been some innings shy because he did get a month off, so maybe he, you know, you don't have to pitch the whole season. You can go sure. there and, and pitch, you know, fifteen innings, and if you feel good about it, you feel good about it. Right. Um. So I think that's a a, a storyline that we need to follow for sure here in right. the next couple of days. What what happens with Jack Leiter? Yeah, absolutely, and 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 look, it, it the, it's been a, it, he's looked a lot better after he's come off of this thing, so that's really good. I'm assuming next year he probably starts in AAA. Uh, I think he probably yeah. gets the bump, but it, it's yeah. time to do that, uh, and hopefully works his way into depth um, that they need, the depth they need at starting pitching that we've seen. You've got to have develop your own pitching and have those guys ready to go um, for the off season. We go to Round Rock. They're 38 and 28. Uh, we. Uh, they're three and seven in their last, and they've lost three. They are going to the playoffs. Uh, well, no, know. no, they're no. two games up right now. They're, they're, 
They're, uh, they're in a dogfight with uh, Las Vegas, I think. Who they're yeah, and right they're now. two games up on them right now. Okay, but they still have some left. Well, they lost two yesterday, and um, anyway, um, yeah, they they. It's going to be a nail biter for them, but um, you they're know, playing for their playoff laps right that's now. Right, there you go, uh, and they've got um, you know we've we've said all the names before, and um, Owen White's pitch a little better. He still walked more guys than he struck out, but that's okay. That's okay with that ABS that we got into last year, last week, and um, they're doing it with their offense as they they have really all season. And um, yeah, you want to, you know, JP Martinez got sent down, went went out right. and hit two home runs in his first game back. Right. So uh, he's he's not not skipping a beat, and uh, you, know, you, you see all, all the all the names that we've talked about all year with right. you know, Foscue and Wenzel and. Elia Hernandez and, and our buddy Blaine Krim. So, uh, soft season is going to be really interesting because there's some guys on that 40 man roster you don't necessarily want to lose, which means you may want to look to move them because you've got to open up some spots for like Foscue who you can't lose um, because he's it's time for him to go onto the 40. It's going to be an interesting offense. Yeah. You know, I mean, Wenzel and Krim are also can um, do that. And, and I, I don't think they're quite to minor league free agency yet. But um, you're close. You're you're getting you're getting to that that point where these guys are going to be able to be taken uh, in a rule five or, or something. get taken in the rule five or just leave the organization on their own free will. Absolutely, so, those uh, guys are there. Yeah. Uh, one thing we we did skip on the Arizona Complex League um, or Hickory uh, Baseball America did its top prospects of the Arizona Complex League, and and Sebastian Walcott was the top prospect. So cool. um, you know, seventeen and. You know, they noted that he struck out a lot, but he's 17. He's 17 years so, old. Yeah, of course he's going to strike he's out. He's going up there swinging from his heels, man. <laughs> so, he is. So, anyway, that's a. But that's, he's hitting balls at 17, 440 yeah, feet. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty pretty good uh, indication that the Rangers might have something with him. Absolutely. They, they still have a loaded system to make some moves, but the, this offseason is going to be intriguing. Starting pitching is now becoming something they're probably going to look at. We got we got a lot of stuff to go over on that. Minor league, minor league teams are all going to the playoffs, or a couple of them are going to the playoffs. Some of them are out. So uh, Down East is now out of it. Their yeah. season's over. No, no, Down East is playing tonight and could. Hickory's, Hickory's out. out. Okay, yeah. so Hickory's gone. Uh, Frisco's out. Uh, the the uh, Round Rock's playing for their lives to yeah. to stay in it, which is fun. But a uh, lot of fun there, guys. A lot of good baseball in this entire organization from the top all the way down. Yeah. And it's just been fun. We're the ones that cover it for you, Five ninety nine a month, uh, $35 a year uh, for six months and $60 for a year. Rangers today. Hey, hit the subscribe button down there. We, we, we need you to hit that subscribe button. Uh, the YouTube channel is doing fantastic. A lot of good things there. Thanks to the Dub Network also. I think this is it for this one. Yeah, episode ninety-seven, all all in the books here. Hundred is coming up. We got to yeah, figure out what we we're going to do for that hundred. Well, I episode. still don't know. Yeah, we got to we got to get on that one. Maybe we need to go on the road. I don't know. We'll figure it out, guys. For all of you have been a part of, big thanks to Travis Jankowski for stopping down. Those big leaguers have a busy schedule to do that for us. Till next week, we'll see you at the yard.